The D and Davis Show. All right, dear Davis Show, we are still in COVID formation, and we always appreciate you spending a little time with us because you don't have to. Uh, hopefully, we give you some inf- information, a little bit of levity, and uh, send you on a good way uh, to brighten your day and anybody else's day moving forward. My name is Kenneth Davis, and you know my partner in crime. His name is D. Demond Squirrel. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Uh, click on a uh, Click on the bio link, bio link, and take you to everywhere we are: iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Hey man, simply search for the D and Davis Show of all our all of our shows. Uh, subscribe, rate, share, all that good stuff. All right, I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons One D E M O N Z E One. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis, and executive producer of the D and Davis Show on Mr. Ryan Bukoveski. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B Ski and IG at Ryan B Ski One. It's a good article in the Chicago Tribune about our big bro, Lawrence Holmes, and how he's handling his show during uh, COVID and with everything that's going on as far as uh, the George Floyd and how it's changing the country, um, Breonna Taylor, and so on and so forth. So make sure you check out that article with the Tribune. Uh, definitely a shout out to Lawrence. Also, real quick, uh, on uh, NBC Sports uh, Chicago, uh, there was, uh, uh, I believe it's the a state of sports, but there was a, a nice forum and our boy Tony Gill is on talking about race and what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you on demand or go to the website and you check that out and you give it a good review and you support our dude. All right. Cause it's nothing. All our guys on there. Definitely. All of our guys are on there and particularly Tony. Mm-hmm. But, um, all right. So guys, let's go off top. Off the top. Off top. Or should I come down like Macho Man with the elbow? Mm, I guess we'll see, right? So, uh, listen, he is, um, I don't want to say a habitual line stepper, but he can be a bit of an irritant. But I enjoy him. And in some ways, I kind of like him a little bit more than Rafael Nadal. Mm. Um, And because Nadal has won so much on clay, it kind of throws off the thing for me, all right? Just be giving you all the facts. But Novak Djokovic, who came out and said, and I'm not just all hating on it, he wasn't going to take uh, any type of, um, um, uh, what's the name, for the virus. Uh, vaccine? Thank you, D. Vaccine for the virus. And then kind of backtracked. But uh, he had a tournament in uh, Serbia, and I also believe Croatia called the Adria tournament. And um, people started uh, to come down with that old COVID. You had Gregory Dimitrov uh, got in contact, I believe, three other people, uh, Borna Korik. And uh, even now, coming out yesterday, you had Djokovic uh, coming out and saying that he tested positive for coronavirus and now says that it was too early to hold this tournament. ESPN tennis analyst Patrick McEnroe joins us now live here on Spoke, on uh, SportsCenter. Now, Patrick, Djokovic had expressed some skepticism about, about playing the U.S. Open at the end of August. So with that background, what's your reaction to him contracting the COVID-19 virus in the fashion that he did? Well, he's certainly not looking good, is he? Um, you know, we're seeing in a return to all sports, whether it's uh, sports here in this country, sports in Europe, the European soccer leagues, international tennis, which is maybe the most difficult in some ways because it's so international. It seems that in Serbia, 
they skipped a lot of steps. I remember turning on the TV, watching it. I'd seen other exhibition matches going on around the world, some even in this country, with robotic cameras, with one umpire, with no hugging, you know, touching each other with the, at the net with the racket, doing the right things. Clearly, they didn't do the right things in Serbia, in the Balkans during this event. They had four to 5,000 people. No one was social distancing. There were no masks. Uh, the players were hugging. And then to top it all off, there are some videos that came out on social media of the players playing soccer, playing basketball, and then having a party where they all took their shirts off and were singing and dancing indoors in a public environment. So clearly, they made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but let's not put all the blame on Novak Djokovic. He was trying to do something positive in his country, in that part of the world, do something positive for tennis. How about the officials that let this happen? That should never have been allowed to happen. And I just want to let you know how bad this gets. When Nick Kyrgios can come out and label your decision a bonehead and says that it makes no sense that you guys broke the rules, basically. And again, Nick Kyrgios, when he can come out and diss you, you live in a bad life. Because listen, I've liked Nick Kyrgios like five, six years ago because mm -hmm. I thought the Aussie, I don't know if he's from Aussie in New Zealand, but I thought the young man with his talent was going to excel, but he makes tons of bonehead decisions out on the court. I've even seen him quit, all right? Super talented, uh, petulant as hell, right? But when he's right in condemning your actions and the amount of people, also any footage you see of the Adria tournament, there was no social distancing going on. There was no masks being worn. This was like bonehead stuff that we see some people do here and we scratch our heads like, what are you doing and why are you risking your lives? And it's, not, it's more important not just your lives because those are usually young people. It's the older people and the people with underlying conditions that you're risking with just being selfish. And we keep seeing like, in the, I think in New York, it went up like 10%. Uh, in Florida, it's young people now who yeah. really are catching the coronavirus. And I know you, in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, well, they're young, they'll be able to heal. But where are they going with it? They're already hanging out with their friends, not protecting themselves and social distancing. But when they bring it home to grandma, you know, when Nana got to go, why Nana got to go, right? You know what I'm saying? I want to know how many people. I'll listen. I, and I've been through it. I, I just want to peep in, and this is sad to say, on some of these funerals where Nana caught the virus and nobody know how she got it because she wasn't leaving the house. Right, and they, and they all looking around each other. Who gave mm -hmm. it to Nana? Who gave it? Yo, I, yo, you was you was at the club all the time, right? All the time. Yeah, so man. getting back to uh, Novak Djokovic, dude, what are you doing? It was super. I know it's for charity. It was super irresponsible. It made no sense. Uh, and again, we've led with this from four or five months ago. No one is shutting down their economy for something that's not real. And I'll yeah. leave it at that. Wait a minute, this is in Serbia, you said? Serbia. But initially, I saw Serbia and Croatia. Um, okay. So I'm unsure if it was just uh, Croatia, but uh, initially I saw it was held in Serbia and Croatia. This should be a warning sign to anybody in any part of it, in, in it, whatever they do in their life, right? I don't care if you're a professional athlete or everyday Joe. Don't go places... And I know, like, you know, say Chicago about to go into phase four, the Midwest, a, a big part of the Midwest and the Northeast is kind of, you know, saying kind of get into the green zone, which is good as far as like open it back up. Right. But still, but it still, was go ahead. OK, yeah, but still be cautious about what you are doing. You don't know how a Ken brought up simple fact of, you know, you know, saying give it to Nana, basically saying you might give it to somebody else who might be older, older person, underlying conditions. But you still don't know how your body is going to react. Check this out. So I was watching. Um, uh, what was it? 
was it uh I forget what episode I forget what show it was, but say basically somebody who was who was younger, whole entire family got it, but check this out. Each one of them had like a different symptom or mm. they it was being effect they was being affected in a different kind of way. Mm. So it wasn't as if like, oh man, we all got it, we all feel the same. Everybody felt different. So you don't know how you are gonna react to this virus. You might be asymptomatic, you might have like a little sniffles. It might take you out. Like, you know what I'm saying? As far as like putting you on the, in, in, um, in the bed and you can't move anywhere or on God willing, it doesn't happen to you. It might take you out literally, right? So that's why I hope people see things like this, read stories like this and just be precautious on every level. It doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're young, um, it does, uh, unfortunately, uh, hit African-Americans and, and people of color uh, more, but that's a whole other story. But things like this should, should kind of like throw up a warning sign to you. It's like, you know, put a mask on. Be cautious. Don't just go everywhere. You see everybody over there chilling at this party. Don't mean you got to take your ass over there and go to the party. And if you are going to go, put the mask on and social distance if that's, the, if that's what you really want to do. So, I mean, it's just unfortunately another story, man, but it's a, it's a story that we've been hearing time and time and time again. Real quick before Ryan, you jump in. One thing I did read in the article mm-hmm. um, about three days ago that well, it may have been four to five that it actually, if I believe if you're A, if your blood type is A, you're more likely to catch it than if your blood type is O. Oh, I'm B plus. What they say about B plus? I think you, you're still lower than A. Oh, okay. but it, I, I think the ranges from A to O is where because actually I forgot my blood type and I was trying to hit the doctor up and I was like, hey, what's my blood type? Mm-hmm. And some nurse hit me back and was like, well, if you didn't have a surgery here, we don't have your blood type. I was like, how about a colonoscopy? I had that mm-hmm. counselor mm-hmm. surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I forgot. And I used to know my blood type. It's ignorance on my part. Uh, but I used to know my blood type. I, I don't know. I, I, it's a chance I think I may be O. Athens O. Um, it's a chance uh, or, or or negative or something like that. Ryan, what are you? I think I am A. I think I'm A negative. No! <laughs> That's why you've been feeling bad lately. But oh, as far as... Yeah. No! Going as, down. As far as uh, Novak Djokovic in the tournament, Ryan, what were some of your thoughts you come up with? Uh, besides just the human side of it, since we're a sports show, just kind of looking at a tennis tournament. Tennis was looked at as like one of the safer points. Which I never got. Uh, just because less people. You're touching the ball and you don't, you're, like, you're touching it. Like, cool. I think it's purely just on less people because you're touching the ball in every sport, you know. Like true, uh, true. the only one would be, I guess, hockey, but you're inside Real. breathing the same ear. You're, you're close together. Well, the one thing that Dr. Fauci was saying uh, months ago, or maybe it was Dr. What was that? What was that lady named? Dr. Brett? 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 Well, all the scarfs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't remember her name. Um, Scarf Tina. Scarf Tina. Well, that's a name. Um, Scarf Fauci. No, <laughs> so, you know, she was saying, it was one of the other saying, like, if you're going to play tennis, have colored balls. So, you know, or maybe or basically swap them out. So whoever this association, I don't know if it was, was this with the WTA, this tournament, or was this something, you know, saying. No, another, this was him. This was him. Just, this something he just did. Uh, well, he, well, he didn't. He the warners of Dr. Fauci oh, and Mrs. Scarf. Because they were saying, like, if you're going to play tennis, like, you can definitely play tennis. To your point, Ryan, you're thinking, like, a lot of people thought, like, oh, man, you're a distance, you're not touching each other. But they say it's the balls. You still have to swap out the balls or it's color balls. So if Ryan and I was playing tennis, I would have red, he would have yellow. And 
that was it. So, you know, saying he was served with his and I was served with mine. But obviously, in this case, maybe they didn't do that. And you look at, like, baseball, because this was, I believe, outdoor, right, Ken? And baseball, they're going to allow 20% capacity in some states and a lot of plates, uh, places other capacity for fans when baseball or if baseball comes back. So Ooh, now you're talking like, there's the baseball, formula. There's like the that, formula. Baby. It's weird though that they're talking about 20 per, 20% capacity. I get that inside because you spread out, but you still got to come in together. And then you still, and you still have to go and get something to eat if you want to get, unless they're going to figure all that out. Are they, they going to give that you talk? Time? Yeah, talk are they going? Talk. Are they going to give you times as to when you can enter? So it's going to be like a five-hour delay. I mean, a five-hour interest Dude. until it gets to a game. It's probably like two and a half hours. That's the kind of stuff that doesn't make any sense. I don't I think know. It's how, about uh, making money, and we'll worry about the. Well, rest. obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how y'all moving out in these streets. I do what I need to do. I get to the crib and I try to cleanse everything off. I wear gloves out here. I know, dude, you be out here hands-free all the time. And I, wa- I wash them regularly, baby. I wash my gloves. I put hand sanitizer on my gloves. Mm-hmm. My gloves are my last layer case. Like, in an emergency. Like, for instance, like, this day, I came home, and a lady across the alley from me was taking out her garbage. And if I'm out there and I catch it, I take it for her or whatever, right? And she she older lady or something? Why are you taking the garbage? Nah, she's sexy as I don't know. That's <laughs> it. Do you no, just want to be an older lady. Oh, she's okay, an older right. lady. Like, of course, she's an older lady. All right. So she's an older lady. And um, when I see her, and she was at the gate, but I know she it takes her a minute. And uh, she had a bag, and it was she's like, You can't put that bag that's in the recycling. I was like, I know. Now she let me know it's recycling, because if you don't know, for some of you idiots, can't put plastic bags in the recycling bin. Right. Because people do it all the damn time. Right. But um, so I had to break open the bag up. She had t- tied it or not, open it up and dump it. Mm-hmm. So even now, I just came in the house. So what I did then was, as soon as I did that, I just went to my garbage can. I took my gloves off, and my and I I threw it in the garbage can because I was super contaminated. There was no need for me to go touching other shit, and I had that extra layer now to where I, I could take off the gloves and I got my hands or whatever. So that's really part of the reasons why uh, we we wear gloves here or whatever. Uh, but the point that I was getting to is, look, I'm moving in and I'm moving out. I'm not sitting nowhere for three hours, um, going to the restroom where people have touched stuff, coming back out. Like, that's stuff. That's ridiculous. You play with your life if you want to, right? Yeah. Play with your life if you want to. I'm not. I'm not even going to. I don't want to risk my family. Can't uh, hold on to those Cubs tickets no. until <laughs> when you're gone or whatever the saying is. You say what? You can't hold on to those Cubs tickets right. when you right. pass Good on. point. Good point. Right? I got to go now. I don't. <laughs> don't. Dude, this is, this is prime time. And the whole reason that Dr. Fauci was saying before about why I'd be great if sports would come back would be a distraction for people to stay in the house. So stay your ass in the house. But like, and again, I love I, – baseball is my favorite sport to witness live because it's outside. Mm-hmm. It's in the summertime. You're sitting with people. You're having great conversations usually. You're enjoying mm-hmm. yourself. You know what I'm saying? But I'm good this shit, man. Listen, I ain't, you ain't going to catch me unless we getting paid to be up in there. And then still, the dollars got to be right. <laughs> right. You ain't catching me at nothing. Dog. They tell me I ain't got to come in the office. You, you actually think I'm just going to be like, man, I, gotta, I'm, I haven't even went out to a restaurant yet. All right? Like, now, maybe this summer, I may run the risk of it to do something with the family. But, like, I'd rather get whatever food y'all giving me, get it home, wipe the container down, <laughs> all right? Yeah. And just be like, well, what's the point of staying in quarantine Man. to just 
screw quarantine over and we don't have a vaccination. Some right some now. people are just hell bent on getting out. I understand that. I mean, you drive anywhere, you you look along the lake and the lakefront is open. Chicago might be a different might be a different breed because we did so well doing quarantine and it's not as bad. But if you look if you look on the news, I mean, two thirds of the country is like all red. And it's the cases is just flying through the air. If the governor, if Arnold Schwarzenegger had to come back out and say, put put your mask on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got to come back out and say, hey, California, put your mask back on. I mean, that should just let you know, man. Stuff, stuff ain't right. All right. So mm-hmm. off the top. Off top. Off top. All right. So we talked about this, I think, last week about uh, Bubba Wallace or maybe two weeks ago. We talked about Bubba Wallace. And uh, how he's definitely been in, 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 within the last three weeks. Last week, right? All right. Yeah. So we talked about that. And before it was what was crazy. We talked about it. We talked about the simple fact that he's saying he wants the Confederate flag to come down. And I think within days, if not the next day of our uh, show, NASCAR came out and said, hey, we're taking the Confederate flag down, right? Talked about it again. It's like, hey, man, this is not going to be anything nice. You're going to have a lot of people out there that, lo- that obviously love that racist-ass flag. But that's, you know, I think that's all of our opinions. I think I can say that. But you're going to have some pushback, right? So a few days ago, it was reported that a noose was found in his uh, garage, garage number 43. And I believe this is now in Talladega, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so it, it, what was great to see, what was great to see, NASCAR, the front offices, the drivers, all the pit crews stood behind Bubba Wallace and even had Richard Petty come back out. Hey, and NASCAR King. Yeah, NASCAR he's King. In his 80s, and he's been laying low. Laying low, and he came back out. We also let you know about him so. being cautious. He's been low. Yeah, you haven't, I haven't seen Mr. Petty in a very, very long time. Very long time I've seen him on TV at all, right? So came out um, and support him. And what was also great to see, you saw a lot of black faces down there with Black Lives Matter. I don't know about a lot. That well, was more than, hell, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I saw about whoa, 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 whoa. That's a lot at NASCAR. I'm sorry, well, sir. Well, economic-wise, that's not enough when you get rid of all the Body-wise, body-wise, there? Anything over one, man. That's a lot of y'all down there. It was only Anything three. more than Bubba? Anything more than Bubba. That's a lot. <laughs> so that was so the that pit was crews cool. brought their family. <laughs> the brothers in the pit crews had their families out there in the stands. So, uh, but reports came out to, and, and the FBI was brought in to investigate the issue because a noose was believed to have been found in his garage. NASCAR actually came to him. Bubba didn't find it. He was in his, uh, call it, I think call it a trailer home, but basically like, you know what I'm saying, his spot where, because everybody has to quarantine. Uh, 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 NASCAR official came to him, told him what was going on, and they put out a statement. FBI was brought in. Today the news came down that the FBI said that the, actually the news was, was placed there a while yeah. ago in October, in October, October I believe. In October. And I believe, I believe it was supposed to be something like to pull down a garage door, but somebody saw it and thought it was a noose, right? So, no harm, no foul. You know, it, it, it was not a noose. So, as I'm watching this, I mean, as I'm reading this, I just so happened to see, I don't know why I clicked on it, Doug Gottlieb. He had a, a, a Twitter live feed going on. And I was like, well, let me see what he got to say, because I know it's going to be some crazy. So I go on and I'm watching it. And I'm, he's talking about, well, you see this? This is just like Jimmy Kimmel has to come out and apologize about blackface. 
if you ever read about blackface, you know what he did. That wasn't blackface. That was very, very racist, what they was doing back in the day. Not yeah. Jimmy Kimball. You're talking about... Jimmy, uh, no, it was Jimmy Kimball. Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. You're talking about no, Fallon. I mean, no, both, no, both, no. both did it. blackface. Both did it. Is that what blackface out there? Jim, yes. Both Jimmy's a blackface? Yes. Both yes. Jimmy. And yes. Jimmy, I think, did a skit of him playing Carl Malone. I remember was, that skit. Yeah. So he came out and apologized. But basically what Doug like, Gottlieb was trying to say is like, hey, look at this. You know what I'm saying? People rushing to judgment, talking about it was a noose. It's no noose. It, people coming out to apologize very quickly. We're now going to see that. And you're going to see some people talking about, oh, this is fake news. Listen, everybody. This is what's supposed to happen during an investigation. You report an issue. You think what's something going on. You investigate it. If it comes out to say that it is it, you take, you take action. If it's not it, okay, good. It wasn't, it wasn't the case. It's kind of like saying you go to the doctor and your doctor tells you, hey, you know what? I, I'm seeing something in these tests. I don't like it. So we need to go, 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 to, a, you know, you go to a specialty, get checked out. You're kind of worried about it. Damn, all right, fine. You go to the test. Hey, everything's good. You don't go back to your doctor and say you're spreading fake news around. No, you idiot. You see something, you report it, you investigate it. If nothing happens, it's all good. But now I, I just, I can see so it coming. Richard Petty coming out there for this? Hey, listen, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> if, we almost if, lost if, a soldier because of what I'm just saying. If, if, if I would think Richard Petty would say, okay, good. Nothing. It's nothing. Nobody got fired. Like nobody in the bunker. <laughs> nobody got fired. Nobody got oh, hurt. Someone's getting fired now, D. I don't think nobody's going to get fired because I, I, just can't, I don't. I yeah, I don't think so. If anybody, was, if there was a turnaround, say yeah, we're going to fire somebody. That'd be asinine. You saw something. It was not it. You asked somebody to investigate it. They said it wasn't it. Okay, go on. But go on. But now I can just see the moronics come out say the idiots and the moronics come out and say, oh, this is fake news. It's uh. I thought I saw somebody put on there Bubba Smollett, mm, and Bubba wow. did, and Bubba wasn't even the one who found it. Ooh, so this wow. is what I'm saying. This is now going to be the narrative. You, it's like unfortunately when you're going against racism and white supremacy, you have to be a hundred percent. But if you if you're not, you can just mess up one. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be perfect on it. So I'm just. I just want to throw it out there. It's going to happen. You're going to see a lot of people kind of go back and forth about this. But an investigation, they did the investigation. It was showing that nothing happened. Let's move on. Let's not forget also the uh, plane that was flying the, the, the stars and bars. Yeah! If you are mad and want to tweet something about Bubba Smollett, that's only because... You are upset that they took down. They, you're not able to bring a racist ass flag into a, 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 a into a race. A that's that's the only thing. A traitor's flag. You you losers. You lost, and you want to run with that. Traitor's flag. Yeah. So that's yeah, what that's the thing. The loser part too. But you know, we want that country to get back together so fast. We was like, get all of that. <laughs> Maybe we did too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I have my theory, and this made me a bit of a flip thing. I have my theory as to why we're at the spot we are right now. With does it have to do with the, the Civil War? It does have to do with the Civil War. I got your theory already. Oh, what's your, okay, well, maybe you can do a it's, theory. It's right not there. even a theory. What, what's your theory? She was like, golly, you know what? We went too far. All right. Come here, give me a hug, because the last thing I need is for France and whoever the hell Britain is giving you money to tear us apart. Now, we just had the Revolutionary War. Come in South, 
forget everything mm-hmm. and do whatever you want to those blacks. All right. In so many words. Top of the that, that was yes. I, I, only thing I would say real quick. I think if general, I think if General Grant would have went like, "Oh, y'all committed treason." Mm-hmm. Off with it. What would have happened? They didn't. They, they were didn't. afraid that if they did that, mm-hmm. it, the separation would have continued. It would continue. Right. That was the fear that the, we couldn't bring the country back together. And you got to. But this is real quick to go along with you saying, like you said, it's a flip topic. It's kind of what we're doing right now with our elections and worrying about other countries interfering in them. Mm -hmm. If you understand with America being pulled apart and with the people that was making money off the North and the South, you're talking about blowing through blockades uh, with European countries who are sending money back and forth, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to advance their motives or whatever, that that's the fear of we got to heal this country, regardless of they weren't worried about us before. We were used as a weapon right. to stop the South as far as if we free them, then the South's economic engine won't be as strong. So that way we can get this war over with. That's why Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. All right. But I mean, still, they never healed or they never confronted the issue in the first place. They blew by it. You look at the Dixiecrats and stuff like that, where it's just like, do what you want. Right, like, eh. I mean, even Grant wanted to try to go up against the KKK, and that was popping up during his administration. And he tried to, but it was kind of like, man, I can't keep going down into the South with this military state because then they're gonna be upset at us. But also, too, they saw a common, they saw a commonality. They saw themselves, yeah, and honestly, yeah, yeah, their cousins, their family, their, their brothers, brothers. Their, their brothers. They saw that it's like, man, we can't do that to them. But I, I don't know if they, if they would have went for real, for real, not for you, D, not for I you, no, yeah, not for you. Okay. Maybe for Ryan, but not Maybe. for us. Not for us. You ready for my off top? Off the top. Off top. We'll do a we'll do a quick one here since we'll we'll keep with the theme. NHL listing the six cities. Chicago, one of the finalists. You guys ready for some hockey in Chicago? Hell when they start bringing no. that COVID all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's. I think I think Chicago logistically. It's probably one of the best places because I don't. I'm, I'm, you know why I'm I think guessing, that? I'm guessing because we got two rinks within the city and walking distance. So no, I think there's a theme of the cities they're picking. All the cities that are, I guess, taking the lockdown so seriously that they're not even going to consider fans inside. You're the only ones that get a vote, but Vegas is the favorite. So I'm not sure how that works. But I would think like, why does Chicago look appealing? Because they're saying we aren't going to just open the doors for everybody. Yeah. Better not yeah. go to Vegas, dog. Because those, no, those I dudes going to so. be gambling. They're going to be at those damn hotels, those casinos gambling. And we're going to get to this later because um, I saw this thing on ESPN. I forget who was saying it. Um, uh, maybe it was Dan Graziano. But he was talking about how veteran players – are worried about the young players kicking it. Kind of remember what I was yeah. saying last week about being in a bubble and being young. Mm-hmm. Said veterans are worried about them being family men and being like, you know what, I'm gonna be in this bubble and dudes going out and kicking it. And like what D you were talking about in your positional rooms or whatsoever. And that's not, even outside of there, catching mm-hmm. contaminant, being contaminated. You know, and it, it goes to the point of I wouldn't put it. Chicago's better than Vegas because there's not a there, you don't you don't have as many things to lure you out to a certain degree and we social distance. But I'll let you guys and go Ken, before we go. Really quick to your point, uh NHL still has older coaches too. So even if yeah. your young players get it, all of a sudden your coaches could have an issue too. There you go. All right, well come on back, have some more fun. D and Davis show. What's up everybody? It's Cameron Smith from CBS Two Chicago. 
listening to the D and David show. So let us bring Adrian Wojnarowski into the conversation. Woj, what's been the reaction around the league to these two players making this decision? Uh, Greedy, uh, I think a full understanding, you know, both for very different reasons. Uh, and, you know, one financial, you know, one uh, family. And it, it makes sense, I think, for, you know, Trevor Reza, he's going to give up at least a million dollars of his salary, maybe more if the Blazers were to make the playoffs uh, to make sure that he could be with his son uh, for this month. And Bertans, this is this. He just had a career season uh, for the Wizards. He's had those two ACL injuries and the Wizards want to resign him. Uh, I think they've got a really good chance to do that. And listen, for teams like Washington, especially, this is almost a developmental month. This is a month you can play your young players. You get a training camp. They don't have expectations necessarily of, of reaching the playoffs, of getting in that play-in and advancing. And Portland, while they bring back some key players, you know, this is still a team that wants to make sure it is healthy and ready to go when the season starts again in December. So there's not tremendous urgency for either of these teams. D and Davis show. We are back uh, here to talk some more sports with you. And the one thing that's happening right now is the return of the NBA. But with Florida being on fire, fire with, the corona, with, the, with, the, with the coronavirus and getting worse, full of Rona. Um, some NBA players are kind of worried about now going down there. So I did see that they was kind of developing some type of ring that yeah. lets you know what's happening if you have coronavirus. But still, if it's everywhere in Florida, why am I taking my ass there? So a few players, and Ryan, you had mentioned a few players that actually came out and been thinking about um, possibly skipping the season. We have some that's kind of do towards injury, want to rehab. Some, and they could be up on contract years. I was watching ESPN and Jay Williams uh, the first uh, first round pick from the Chicago Bulls. Uh, he mentioned if he was still in the NBA, he would have former first seri- round pick. former first round pick. Thank you. Uh, he would have serious. Uh, he would be questioning himself on reservations about going down to Florida and playing in the season. Uh, I know it's going to be at the uh, at Walt Disney World and everything is kind of like in a bubble, but as we know, man, with this uh, with the with the coronavirus, you never know who has it. How we're going to get to you? So, question is, brother, so you kick it off. Uh, what do you think about this? Do you think the NBA should hold off from starting a season, or possibly, possibly try to figure out some kind of way to move to a different location? Jay Williams, and it's funny. I was watching uh, First Take yesterday, and uh, Stephen A. Smith. He's my first thought. He starts singing the song "New York, New York." Um, and my thought was, but see, I'll be honest, and I, 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 what Jay Williams said, it was too late. Yeah. But to be honest, but to be honest with you, they need to move it to New York. I mean, why New York though? Because it's two it's, basketball arenas. Not even just that. I mean, you, you don't, they don't need real basketball arenas. So even when you say two, they have plenty of basketball arenas because those aren't real basketball. I mean, they're basketball arenas. Yeah, like NBA style <laughs> arenas. Yeah, these are. They just need a, enough room and a, a court, basically. Mm-hmm. But the Going thing to the is, kind of what we were saying about uh, kind of what we were saying about the NHL, that it was the epicenter and it's down. You know what I'm saying? And it they have a thing about this. They have plenty of hotels that aren't doing nothing right now, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, you want to put this in a place where it's Florida may become an epicenter. You don't want to send it because the problem is 
the workers. So now the things are the workers are going to be in the bubble. Well, I mean, that's a total different thing, especially with how much you're going to pay them uh, with them, not with their children and what they have to necessarily do within this bubble. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> that's a totally different thing. Well, real, real quick. My only right. reservation about New York is how it is such a dense population there. But I don't know if you want to bring everybody there. But you're keep, but it's a, okay. honestly what you're saying. But the case in with point the, with the NHL in Chicago, though, right? It's low here, and people seem to have socially accepted the recommendations to curb the virus and fight. But Chicago out the curve. isn't as dense as New York. But it's this, but D, it's the second densest uh, place in the, in the country because even Los Angeles is more spread out. It is. Lo- it so, is. Uh, when we're talking about metropolises, this is the second metropolis in this country, Chicago. So we're talking about metropolises, basically. So in a metropolis that it's the curve has been flattened, you you look and you control them going and coming. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I I just think it may be easier in that metropolis. The only problem is the players then still have a, a ton of more things they can get to involved do. in. Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem. Also, also real quick, uh, Nikola Jokic uh, is is now tested positive, and we know he lost a lot of weight, like 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. But guess where he was at? Oh, where was he? He was hanging out with our other Jokic. Oh. At the little tournament. Oh, what? no. What were they doing at this tournament? What was the Serbs got to stay together. Living it up. Living it up. <laughs> Living it up. Went to the tournament. Has to test. He's asymptomatic. He has a week. He has to test uh, negative twice within 24 hours before he can come back to the U.S. to join the Denver Nuggets. But Nikola Djokovic sitting out there, and he caught it too, mm-hmm. playing around. Brian, what do you think? Y'all got to stop kissing these girls with your mouth open. <laughs> That's what my grandma said to me one time. Y'all been kissing them dirty girls? Hey, whoa, whoa. I'd like and to... let's bring them to New York. Wait a minute. I, I know, right? And yeah, listen, I'm the only one of us that actually watched The Bachelor, right? I'm the only Brax, one, right? Brax, Brax, Brax. So yeah. the one that's thing... That's a safe one. Yes, uh, that's a safe one. Too, <laughs> so, I, so wait a minute, wait a minute. I always talk about this with the, my coworkers. I, it's usually me and like another dude who watches it, right? I always say, they do way too much kissing. Why are they doing so much kissing? <laughs> and they all looked at me and was like, what do you mean? The moms are getting to know each other. I'm like, they kissing too much. This is before the Rona. You're not even supposed to be kissing people like that. Come on, man. If I was there used to be rules in the streets. Exactly. Some if I was didn't a- even get a kiss. <laughs> If I was on a bachelor, the whole biggest thing it would be like, man, so when will Demons kiss one of the girls? Facts. You, but we gonna slim these down. You ain't, I ain't talking you down. And I don't know who Facts. you meant to. That's how bottle happened. No, that's how happened. no you, listen, I mean, I've never been with a prostitute. Sound real old right now. I'm about, I've never been with a prostitute, but would you kiss a prostitute with your mouth open? Well, I'm not saying these ladies are prostitutes, King. We don't know, D. I'm not saying that. Hold on. I'm just saying. These are some very nice, lovely They're ladies. They're not pro- prostitutes, but they may be free. These are nice, lovely ladies that go in the bachelor. Ken, the do they have the bachelor on Cinemax or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Some girls wasn't giving shit. I wasn't Real out there willy-nilly. Bachelor Listen, edition. I'd be more willy-nilly with the action than with a kiss. How about this? Right? With the bachelorette. <laughs> don't go around kissing all these boys in the mouth either. I'll do. I'm not putting it up. I'm not putting it on there. All this kissing. All this kissing going on. All that mono being transferred. So y'all didn't grow up with no mono. That's the problem. You kids don't know nothing about no mono. It sounds like uh, MTV, like really bad 
a reality TV dating show like Find the Prostitutes Bachelor Edition. <laughs> oh, oh, good lord. I thought these are very nice ladies to be on this show. I was wrong. I shouldn't say that what? about them. I'm prostitutes being, I'm are being nice fac- ladies too, D. Right. How dare you? I'm being facetious. I'm, okay. hey, I'm joking and I'm being facetious. I'm not saying All ladies, ladies have are. the ability to be nice. They sure, <laughs> right. they sure do. Uh, but sure I'm just saying that I Thank wouldn't be... Thank you for correcting be, me, Ryan. I, mean, I wouldn't be really <laughs> nearly with my mouth action. Okay. And that goes further than just kissing. I don't be survivor really, since 83. Right? I don't, <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't be really, 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 oh, my mouth goes everywhere. Like, yeah. watch, protect yourself, protect your neck. All I right. hope now in this Bachelor, I hope they be like, y'all can't be kissing each other like this. And all, that hepati- and all that hepatitis? They got to be popping Ma- POs. Like, well, maybe great. they like the kissing. They know, like, you know, they have those uh, rooms where they, like, demo it. Maybe everyone's like, we need more kissing. Mm-mm. I don't like this. They wouldn't like me on a Bachelor. I'm like, I'm not kissing her. Nah, like that. Okay. okay, how like good is she looking? I'm gonna go swing my neck. She kissed me on my neck a little bit. She kissed me on my neck. She kissed me on my neck. I'm known, also, I'm known to be very clean. I'm a, I'm a great clean, I'm a great cleanup guy. All right? I'm just, I'm a great, I'm a great afterwards. Just, I'm just telling you, like, I'm, it's in the streets. It's like, get off me, get off me. No, I'm just saying, son. I don't oh, keep that. Man. I don't keep that on me long. I don't keep that on me too long. Well, I just hope. Oh, I, I guess. Thanks, D. Thank you. I D. hope they're not it watching. Took us to a flip. We need uh, that. A D and Davis show ain't going on the Bachelor anytime soon. Hey man, listen. No, dude, I, I would do it if I was single. Oh, I'd definitely do it. I'd love to do it. I mean, for popularity. But I what if you have to nah. kiss, D? That's not oh, my man, this is going to be a bad season. Especially after D saw the sex ed stuff in Columbia, he ain't never been right. <laughs> You're so right. He ain't never been right. I met, that's before I, I mean, before I met him. I came into it and he, it was just, he was all messed up in the head. D, why don't you want to kiss her? Well, <laughs> you haven't seen what I've seen. <laughs> I took this class at school. Ooh, scared me straight. Yeah, black Don't ever take sex education. They have dark colored gonads in that. Huh? Say what? Now? I saw I've seen an article about something like they had dark dark colored gonads in that. Oh no, no, no. I just okay. I seen an article about some site and they were talking about, yeah, you go to this site and you used to scare the hell out of people going to see that or whatever. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Wait a minute, but I never had really a sex ed class in school. Okay. So when I was twenty one, I finally had like a, a fifth I knew about sex education, don't get me wrong, but I had a, a, I had a, 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 a yeah, yes. Uh, but I had an official, official one. And then he had, then it brought in a lot of different um how can I say uh things that people like to do. And it was kinda like, whoa, partner, I didn't know y'all did all that. Mm. And I kinda like I gotta look at you again in a closer eye. Mm. Let me look at I you. Can see D holding onto the desk, sweating. <laughs> what is this? Class gonna end. And it was about herpes no more. So and it, and it was taught by a priest. Know. And my class was taught by a priest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a, I had a class. I had a class. No, no, no. It's at Columbia College downtown. Columbia College, uh-huh. Chicago. Love it. Uh, my, one of my favorite schools ever. I, uh, I had a class about the human brain and kind of like consciousness by a guy who used to be a priest and was now an atheist. And my sex ed class was given, was taught by a priest. He would come in and take off his collar. Like, okay, all right, everybody, let's have class. What type of priest was he? The guy who was atheist? No, the one that took off his collar. 
I think it was Catholic, Catholic right? Yeah, the collar. No, you can get some few more to wear a collar than Catholic. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But he was, he came in. He had, I think he, I think he became a, pre, or a, a priest or a brother late in life because he said he had kids. So I think he kind of, he was kind of one of those. Or it could have been, he's a priest that can have kids, like they can get married. So. Yeah, then I mean, he wouldn't be Catholic. Yeah, that's true. We wouldn't be Catholic. We wouldn't be Catholic. Yes, it could have been that too. Could have been that too. Yeah. On a retreat, on a Catholic school retreat, my class. You, you went to those? No, nah, it was the whole class went. I didn't, this wasn't, this was a school trip. We didn't spend a night. Mm. We went out to Indiana. The whole senior class went. Point that I'm trying to make, and I'm sure people was looking at me side eye when I asked it, because I used to always, um, I used to always go at authority. I was thinking about it earlier, like I was, I was a good student. Sometimes I wasn't a good student because I would go at authority. And I asked the dude because he's sitting there talking about you know celibacy and all this, and I'm like, basically, mind you, at this point I was not beating my meat, and I was this was about 17 years old, and I was like, since you're not having sex, do you masturbate? And uh. The, the people, and I mean, no one came, they they didn't play with me like that at school. Right. right. So even if you didn't get along with me, you didn't play with me. Right. No one said anything to me. I heard through the grapevine. I was like, why did you ask that question? What's going on with him? We asked that question. But my question was really to anybody that's talking about getting into that, because they used to, like, it was a chance. I wasn't going to go. I liked the campus, Quigley North. I enjoyed their campus. Um, our, our priest at Our Lady of Peace would take us there. Uh, I went there probably twice in grade school, because they used to try to send you to different Catholic high schools to keep the money going. Yep. And, um, but my, like, even though growing up a lot, people used to want me to kind of get into the ministry. And I used to be like, I don't play religion like that. Right. Like just, I just don't, I don't think this would be like, you really need to be gun ho serious about doing something like yeah. that. And yeah. not just sometimes where you're like this because you're leading people. So, that was always a no go, but people used to be like, "Boy, you can pray your ass off, right? You can pray your ass off." Look at his form. Look how he goes down. I used to actually levitate. <laughs> look, at his, look at his hands. They are symmetrically. They are perfect. He can I hit that knee. Off. You know what? He gets first meal. Give him first meal. He deserves it. But um, so get on the communion line. Here comes Ken. <laughs> no, I actually, never joined the game. Oh, never man. joined the gang. Never right. joined the gang. Never, so only communion line I got was in football in high school. We would take communion before games. Before we games go to the chapel. Yeah, and we would have uh, we would have that doctor. Uh, I mean, not doctor. Uh, Father. Um, damn. Oh wow, that's messed up. It's all right. You don't remember his name. No, right. this was my dude. This is your dude. Yeah, like uh, Father Father, Fl- Father Flanagan. Mm-mm, it's like it's not Ely Father. Oh. O'Brien. I'll get it. I'll get it in another show. Uh, no, this was my same for this was my guy, my guy. Like this wasn't like this wasn't this. Is was he still with us? You know any other uh, Irish names there, Dave? Yeah, well, that's usually what they have. That was at Brother Rice. It was all it Irish. Was a, it's a Latin. <laughs> no, his name. That's all I knew like, was he, Irish he brothers. Would, <laughs> he would call me he would call me Connie Che. He would call you what? That's Kenneth in Latin. Oh, I'm about to say, what kind of slave Father, name he trying to give you? <laughs> Father. It's not known as Mr. Feely. Um, it's loud. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. That's, dis- that's, disrespect- that's disrespectful. That's dis- this is my dude. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So we took right. a hard left turn. Okay. Oh, yeah. So back to the NBA. No, Ryan, please give us, give us your thoughts. What do you think about Is it? Uh, do you think it's smart or do you think it's a possibility that with Florida on fire with the coronavirus, they'll move the uh, NBA season? Man, I don't know. Uh, it's like 
they had these nice little plans to open up like, hey, we'll just isolate them in Disney World. It seems like it's feasible that they could kind of like control the bubble of Disney World. But we're seeing how easy these bubbles and these facilities and all that stuff is breaking. Like Mm -hmm. all it takes is a couple people like, hey, I need to get out of here. I got to go party. I got to or just a couple people that are like. Right. Maybe a family is living outside of Disney and it's like, oh, I just want to be with my family. So I'm just going to go over real quick to my family. You know, you go to a hotel, you do anything outside of the bubble. And even we know stuff coming into the bubble could be just a freak accident. Like, oh, this person wasn't tested properly and they brought in a bunch of food that all the NBA players were, you know, consuming. So I don't know. They are so determined to have a championship this year i think it's still gonna happen i think they're gonna they're gonna limp across that finish line if they have to but i'm having a lot more doubts about florida and the whole idea of putting in disney world and i don't know if there's much time for them to be able to just move it somewhere else now ryan to your point we talked about this earlier with the nfl and you you mentioned like hey is it a possibility or should the to the nfl think about you know saying delaying their season yeah, I was wondering, just for all you guys in the group, I mean, we're talking biggest roster, 53 people when the season starts. You got all those coaches, you got all those personnel, and of course you can keep a lot of those different people away, but man, like those facilities, I don't know if they're all like outdoor air. You just can't be outdoor probably all the time. Uh, you know, where are players going to be rehabbing? Are they going to be working out? Are you going to be just doing that by yourself? Like, because injuries seem to play a little bit more of a factor in the NFL than any of the others. Uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty obvious. The NFL is headed for a delay. And if Fauci's right that you got to keep it to the core months, what the hell are they going to do then? Yeah, because the court months, we're in the court months right now, right? right? This is the end of June. It's right. going to be July and August, and then what happened? I mean, September, yeah, it's still pretty hot, but after that, you're done. Yeah, and no, it's only, what, a few first, first few weeks in September? Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, true. Until so it started dipping back down, and now you're, getting, you're starting to hit the 60s and 70 degrees around, I would say, probably like majority of the country. Uh, but no, I, I agree with you. Uh, I was watching um, – uh, PTI and, and Mike Wilbon made a good point. He said he spoke to somebody. I think so, I think somebody in the league, a, a, a position player, and he was like, "What do you think about like it could happen to a, 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 a an, an entire position?" So just say for instance, you go into your meetings and you know your meetings on the football team, and the DBs, two DBs have it. Nobody knows, and then next thing you know, the entire DB squad has it. Now what? So with the NFL, you know, what I'm saying like you said, Ryan, yes, it's a big team, but the bigger the team, the, the more people who can get right. sick. It's not what if, sick. But, look at the Bears quarterback room. What if Foles and Trubisky go down? Oh, Lord what do you got? Oh, jeez, I don't know. Imagine, imagine a few Nothing? teams that are reliant on like an actual good quarterback. Yeah, and how many of those teams just get taken out? Like, I don't know. Look, look at Deshaun Watson in Houston. He's lost so much talent. Right. You know, if he goes down for any amount of time. Houston might not even have a chance to qualify for the playoffs. And that goes back to my point. I know we talk – I, I know I sound like a broken record. We love sports. We talk about sports on the daily, right? But you have to be able to sit back and say, is it worth it? Now, you have – with the Philadelphia Phillies, how many people – how many players got sick with the Phillies? With, with six it was positive? 12. It was – I was going to say six. It was 12? It was that many? I will double check, but I believe it was 12. It was a good amount of Philadelphia Phillies who tested positive, right? 
12. Can't, 12. Can't just tell you about Djokovic. He's been overseas in Serbia partying with the other Joker. So now you got to get you got to get people to come back into the country, right? You don't know what what's been going on, what you, what they've been doing. And now, yes, it is early, and hopefully you can kind of like catch this early and kind of, you know, say run with it. But it's just so many factors. And I'm with you, Ryan. If it's, if it's deemed to be the best time to play the games in the hotter months and outside, although, as I said, I don't know how long ago, the virus doesn't care if it's hot outside because it's hitting Brazil like crazy. It is hot as hell in Brazil year-round, so it doesn't matter about the weather. But if you're outside and you're playing and you have so many people that could possibly be exposed, is it worth it? Now, we talk about billions of dollars at stake, so of course they're going to push the players out there and some players want to go out there and play. But I think, I think leagues and people have to understand, or at least start to think, Ken, is it worth it to do this? Is it worth it? You saying they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do Ryan it anyway, it but I, I opened up when we first started talking about it and said that they shouldn't. My only thing was what they were going to do, not what was right. I was only pointing out what's going to happen because of capitalism. Um, people are going to try to get as much of the bag. The bag has been shrunken due to this when you have no fans in the stadium for the most part. And people are going to try to make as much capital as possible, which is understandable, even though in a country that's as rich as America, the fact that we can't take a hit says a lot about this country mm, and our... Real our prep when stuff like this is going to happen that we can't listen. I don't know. This is going to sound preposterous, but we can't shut down for a year and many shut down, not a whole shutdown because everybody can't work from home. You know what I'm saying? So there needs to be things set up for people that don't have that access. But also this is another thing to be honest with you. We're a service country. Now we don't really manufacture a lot of things. And I'm not saying that that's what, we should go at, but if that's what we are, we should be going at it hard because all this outsourcing, a lot of that could be here and people could still be making money here. But and you get the, yeah. but you get the commerce of people don't want to pay $900 right. or, or $19,000 for a phone. You, you know what? But you would think about it like this though. If they was working, you'd still be making some taxes off of them. No yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some things can and be still made here. Instead of always trying to eliminate everything to squeeze the turn up right. to the, the you can't, you can't. And the fact that we keep yeah. allowing uh, the powers that be on both sides, this mm-hmm. isn't a partisan thing. This is both of them mm-hmm. to, to allow it's, Ameri- us, it's America. It's America. It's the world. Mm-hmm. Right. To allow this, this, this one economy, not to say every economy influences other economies. I know that, but still as far as propping ours up to when that ish hit, we going to be kind of I and we're not, we're so divided. We can't even get that. We, we can't get the simple stuff out the way because we keep allowing high school stuff to pop up and then festering and, and throwing gasoline on the fire. And it's like, dude, that's not what's the shit. Like, listen, if you, and this gets back to what's happening out with the George Floyd thing. Uh, and, and when I say George Floyd, I mean, everybody that's passed from it, not just George Floyd. Right including Breonna Taylor, Mark Arbery. Systemic racism and things like that, yes. Yeah, just, out of state. yeah. just the people look like me being treated like people that don't look like me, treated lesser than people that don't look like me. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. All I want is the same things you're afforded. But that's not the point that I'm getting to. But it's the thing that 
we keep allowing and we know what the system is propped up uh, propped up on and because it doesn't hit you it's like i'm kind of comfortable with it because i'm living good but see that system being propped up on that allows this to happen because america hasn't been looking to what's next in general and that like that's what america should have been focusing on like you know what oh yeah tech, how are we gonna get around the curve with what everybody is doing and we see we, we're holding on to steal natural resources and trying to use coal and i'm not dissing people in cold country as far as getting their jobs and their money that's not what i'm trying to say but we're still holding on to the old ways that hurt the people that live in that environment right and we're not trying to get ahead because those old people benefit from those ways when it comes to coal, oil, natural gas, and fracking. You know what I'm saying? So stuff is you can like, sell that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, dude, I want to have a I want to have a piece of land with a well one day. To be honest with you, that well ain't gonna be nothing with fracking. You know what I'm saying? Because it's gonna be fucking natural gas getting into my joint that wasn't ever to get into that because you until fracking came out a decade or so ago, you you that was a dead well that you had, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, man, there's more gas up in there, there's more oil up in there, right? And it's just like, dude, stop. We can move forward. Listen, I still want a little bit of gasoline. Don't get it twisted. All right. I'm always prepared for the bomb hit. Clouds in the sky, can't get no solar power. Need me a little bit of petrol. All right. But still, you should we should have the petrol for one our kid. Like, I don't understand the, like when fracking think about this. Before fracking, we was like, man, we ain't got no oil, no gas. It's a wrap, right? We start fracking, we'd be like, man, forget Saudi Arabia. We got some gas over here, right? Dude, that gas should have been in case something happened for our great, 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 great grandkids. They'd be like, man, guess what they left us? We went fracking and we ain't got no sunlight, so we, our cars don't move. It's some more oil down in that BI, right? Like, I never understood why we don't look at natural resources as passing them on rather than let's, let's drain these SOBs as soon as we can money, right now. Money, money, like money, money, money. That's definitely BS. Yeah, how about this? I was listening to Lawrence Holmes yesterday, and he had Mark Grody uh, down, he's down in St. Louis, and he was talking about the baseball season. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about the owners and the players and, you know, saying it back and forth. And he said, it, he said one thing is kind of crazy is the simple fact that owners didn't, not didn't foresee it, but didn't have kind of like a uh, a rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Just, just in case. Just in case anything happens, all us billionaires, instead of us trying to go take money from these players, yes, they are millionaires, but you have billionaires asking millionaires for help because that's usually typically how it goes, right? That's how you stay rich. You have somebody else pay for it. Does in America, baby. Exactly. How you did not have a rainy day fund. Father Ildy, I didn't even find it. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh, you Father Ildy name? Fonts. Father Ildy, because it bothered me. Ilda Fonts? Yeah, that's his name, Father oh. Ilda Fonts. Oh, okay. uh, but it's they longer than that. It's back. four names. Yeah. But Father Ildy was my dude. Okay, Father All right, Ildy. so I wanted Father to make Ildy sure I point out Father Ildy. <laughs> Father Ildy, because it bothered me that I, Ildy slipped my mind, but Father Ildy, dude, was my dude. Okay. Go ahead, please. Uh, but no, no, no. It was, uh, but no, it kind of goes back to the point talking about how you said, you know what I'm saying, we are pillaging now, resources now that we could use for the future. How about you kind of like save a little money just in case something happens? Now, I would hope that every league, all the way down to the person, the everyday Joe, understand what's happening right now and kind of pull some of those things and maybe the, the people that are living in the Great Depression 
stock up, understand what's happening and what can happen in the future and have that rainy day fund, have that backup for yourself because you never know something like this might pop off in another 20, 30 years. It will. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just hoping, I'm just, I'm just hoping that leagues now see this and they're going through this. Say like, okay, if this ever happened again, we go through another global pandemic or whatever we're set up financially. If we had to take some time off, then we're not scrambling around and beating each other over head to try to get some, trying to get some games played. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like we need to be, we need to be uh, prepared in case anything like this ever happens again. Real quick. You know what Wimbledon did like 20 or 30 years ago? You did, they did the insurance, right? They got the pandemic insurance, mm-hmm. right? Going along with what you're saying, D. Like, it makes no sense that they was like, dude, what happened if, just, if a natural contract, catastrophe took place, Right. Or just something crazy. And I mean, that usually wouldn't happen nationwide. But still, like what you're saying yeah. is like a rainy day fund mm-hmm. to where you're not putting money away. Just like, listen, the players do have money in case they have to go on strike, right? Now, we don't know how long that would last, but right. there's money that's put aside in case they go on strike. But owners being separate entities for the most part until they get that TV money or whatever that collector money at the beginning of the year, or depending on revenue sharing, um, they're 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 independent contractors basically. You know what I'm saying? Or employers, I guess is what I should say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it makes no sense going back to what uh, Dominique Foxworth Foxworthy was saying that if an owner can't afford to have one one year like this, he shouldn't be an owner. The owner, yeah. You know, and that's just and listen, that sounds cold, but that's what people would say about us having this a business. Is- having a business that wasn't functioning properly, that was living in that way, like, well, maybe that's not what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, we allow this, and then like, especially like in baseball, like baseball is just so petty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so, it's so petty. And, and listen, I'm happy that it's petty. You know what I'm saying? Because this, the, the, the light needs to be shined on it for what's been going on and what goes on with it. And I know the player union has a lot of power, so I'm not even just putting this all on the owners, but it's just like, Baseball being America's pastime gets an out where we don't really focus on the messed up things about baseball. You know what I'm saying? That goes back to the conversation that Chris Archer was saying when he was uh, a Tampa Bay Ray before being traded about not feeling comfortable to kneel because it wouldn't have been accepted in the clubhouse. And we don't get down to like the baseball, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, it's stupid. You know, the fact that the owners... Like, in no other sport, like in the NFL, and I'm saying we won't get to that point, they're not, and we know how contentious the NFL PA and ownerships can be, right? They're not trying to blast the players in the NBA. They're not like, these are the people that bring people into your business. If you belittle them and tell people, like, y'all shouldn't like them because they're being greedy over this, and you a regular Joe, even though I'm a billionaire. Like, and you keep this narrative going, and it hurts your own business, which doesn't make sense in the first place. It's the epitome of cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. I, I can't say anywhere. And just to kind of go back to that Phillies thing really quick, D, yeah. I yeah. mean, 12 people, so that's seven players, five staffers, just hmm. in the training facility, probably not even the whole team's there, or at least – Probably not all the guys because they're still quarantined somewhere else. It's not, I mean, it can just be like a wildfire. Just rage and take out a whole team. 
Yeah. And we're talking about playing sports. What about right. all these college, these college teams that are get catching it? Now and they don't P- even get paid. Now Pete Futek, he mentioned they we might had to him sign on. a waiver. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ohio State AD asked that, but they don't get paid. But wait, yeah. they're student athletes and they don't get paid, but they have to risk it to keep the economies of these towns, to keep these schools in the in the black, basically. They mm-hmm. these players You know how much to, the horseshoe costs, baby? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. These these players have to risk that. For to entertain you when your son or daughter won't even be back on that campus because they're not even going to really want them in their dorm rooms. But because we have to right. keep the game up with the players, quote unquote, that student athletes, and that's the real thing of the BS and this whole thing. But don't tell me they're student athletes, but you're really not going to let any other students on the campus. And the only reason you would is because you want to make it okay for these people to be there. So that's why you're doing it. Instead of doing the right thing and being like, we shouldn't have boosted up economies off these kids that we weren't paying in the first place. Exactly. And exactly. that's the it's crazy all, thing. It, that I, it, it come down to money. Go ahead, go ahead Ryan. And we're talking about rainy day funds. Who are they paying? Who, who is the right. NCAA paying? Who's right. the, the millionaires that they have to pay to keep their sport going? They don't got to pay nobody. Where's and, the rainy day? And this is why I hope that players, college players, college because they basically amateur athletes. They ain't got to do with the student stuff, whatever like that. They're damn near semi-pro players, right? This is where I hope they understand their power. They hear stuff like this. They're making money off your back when you ain't making nothing. And then the kids that go to the school going to be at home, what, watching you run around, getting concussions and, catch, and catching COVID? Nah, bro. Understand what's happening. But I wanted to bring this up. We had P-Futech on early in the year. He did mention this. I think he might have been talking to Ryan and I, Ken, I don't think you had hopped on the call yet, just yet. And he was saying, like, he thinks with the college football, they'd be able to kind of, like, uh, in a sense, kind of quarantine them, too, just having the football players or athletes just be in one particular place, and then that's it. But now, but now, and that's when, you know what I'm saying, it was really burning across the country. But now, okay, yeah, two-thirds of the country is like that. So let's look at Texas. Look at Alabama. Let's look at the University of Florida, Miami, Florida State, whatever. Big powerhouses down the SEC. That part of the country is on fire right now with COVID. So am I going to risk, if I'm a player, am I going to risk myself to go back down there and be isolated when I don't know where everybody's coming back from around the country? It's just too much. It's too many questions. It's too many things that can just go wrong. And the same thing that happened in the NFL with the entire positions and entire, with the position can take that may taken out. They may. They, right, right. Of a, a particular position can get taken out. It goes to Ryan's point. A whole team could get taken out by this. So it just doesn't make any sense. But they're making money off their back, and, and it shows right there, man. They make a, they really making money off these guys back who don't who who are not being paid. They're willing to put them out there to risk it even more. Mm-hmm. I to care risk about their, you. Yeah, take your ass out there in that COVID. You playing with COVID, and you're not even getting paid. Right. Come on, y'all. But everybody else is getting, getting bucks. Figure it out. Right. Figure it out. And they, they, but look, look, they got the scholarship. Wait, what right. about the other kids that got the scholarship that don't have to go there? The right. academic scholarship kids don't have to be on campus. Yeah. David right? got a, David with the engineering uh, scholarship. He ain't got to come. Why I got to right? come? If he can figure it out on his, compu- on his computer, he's good. But, like, but they're student athletes and they're and ungrateful. Like, you got the tiers of scholarship. How many of those lower tier scholarship people are like, man, I don't even get a full education. Right. And now I'm coming down here. On top, of that, even more. On top of that, I can't even take the classes that I need. 
I'm not going to yeah. the pros. I'm not even I can't getting even my take education. The, yeah, I'm not. I can't even take the pl- classes that I need to get into the profession that I want because I got to be here 24 seven on this football thing, and I can't even get a job. Yeah, like it, it, it's just it, it's so funny because it just points out the hypocrisy of the NCAA. Oh, Ken, your point is when it comes to revenue generating sports. Mm-hmm. What you just said, how many of these guys were working somehow around their athletics, but now definitely can't? Because yeah, I can't go on campus and shovel leaves. Right. right? Like, I can't work in the mess hall or whatever, stuff like that. Right. Like so, if they're working at, let's say, a fast food restaurant, it's maybe closed, they furloughed. Yeah. It's working at Sears. Maybe, or, tutor, maybe tutoring. Yeah, whatever it is, I have no option to do that. But get your ass out there and catch this COVID in that huddle, right? Man. Tackling somebody, <laughs> catch that COVID. I just hope this kind of really changed the focus and the narrative in this country around for a lot of things. This should really lay, put put blinders on in, in a good way about the things that need to change. We're kind of seeing it right now with social justices, but it's a lot of other things that need to be looked at because of what's happening right now. Hey, thanks for listening to us and checking us out. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and IG at D and David Show. Once again, it's at D and David Show. Uh, follow us on the iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube as well, and a whole host of places, all right? I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons one Ken's on Twitter and IG at That's Davis. And Ryan is on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski. IG, Ryan B. Ski one uh, love you, brothers. Love you too, man. Um, love you too. Always appreciate it. We're probably going to be within the thick pot for the flip. Mm-hmm. Be careful out there is what we ask. Love you, Aaron. You all take care of yourselves out there. And we're not joking when we say that. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself.